Welcome to FDR. Make yourself comfortable. Get out of the cold, wet rain and snow and hail here in Southern California. But whatever you're in, wherever you are, get in here where it's warm inside. This is FDR, the love train. And we are riding that train. Me, Dr. Susan Block, your love doctor. And my handsome prince. My captain, Max. Hello, everybody. <laughs> How are you tonight? You sound like the little prince. <laughs> I'm the little prince yes. that came to the new world. Okay, I'll be your fox, baby. Your foxy fox. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome aboard. And if you're tuned in live, well, yes. It's cold and rainy in Southern California. Like what I left the Northeast to get away from, but here we are. And this morning, speaking of the Northeast, I did my State of the Sexual Union address on WCAP in Massachusetts. Active radio host, Hartley Pleshaw, said, quote, we had Joe Biden's State of the Union last week. We had Vladimir Putin's address. Well, those were just amateurs. Today, you're going to get what we consider to be the most important state of the union, state of the sexual union, I should say, address of 2023 the one and only Dr. Susan Block, sexologist supreme. And now I'm also the official sexologist of Active Radio. So, then we talk for a commercial radio hour, which is about 29 and a half minutes with all the commercials and music and jingles and things. But we had a great State of the Sexual Union address. I'm going to give you some parts of it tonight, including my riff on Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech with apologies and all due respect. Although I do understand that Dr. King was no Puritan, but I will do that a little later. I have a fantasy. But I also want to know, we want to know. Right, Captain Max? Right. This right. is a team right. effort. There's a team, a team. <laughs> teaming, a teaming team. A teaming team. It's teaming outside. It's teaming outside. It's teaming inside. So we uh, want to know, what's the state of your sexual union? Yes. Or lack thereof. 
What's going on under the sheets? With you, or over the sheets? You got to be under the sheets because it's cold. It's cold. Right. You have to be under the blanket. I think so. It's good cuddle weather, good sex weather, definitely. And you have to pay your twelve thousand dollar heating bill. Yeah. But we want to know what's the state of your sexual union or lack thereof. And that could be a spiritual thing about your union of your body, mind, and soul, or your lack thereof. And then we would also like to know, what's your fantasy? I mean, I'm going to talk about some of my fantasies later. And so we would like to know yours. And we see that Brady is here, Brady Crow. And he says, this conspiracy is making the dream work. All right, Brady. That sounds like a meme. Right. And you are right there in the call-in area. So we will say hi. Hi. Even before I get a chance to tell my various fantasies. Hi. I will say hi. I'm hi. To Brady. Hi. Hi, Brady. Are you hi, Brady? <laughs> Come in, Brady. Brady. I came too soon. Oh. Totally busted. Well, I'm glad we're here for the afterglow. <laughs> I meant calling in. I called in too no, soon. No, no, I know. But hey. No, that's no. right. <laughs> I've got a dirty mind in a good way. I like it. Right in the gutter. Um, so I had some cool extra credit for you guys last time. I got some cool stuff for you guys next time. I, I don't know. Do you want me to start with my fantasy, or should I just let you do your spiel first and then come in with that later? Because that's, that's, that's all, all I was going to say. Well, I, I think gonna I'm going to do my spiel when you're not, like, on the line. Well, you could so start, you actually. you could start, although I do want to say thank you for what? sending the link. Well, uh, I don't know if you actually sent the link, but you mentioned this video of this guy talking about circumcision clopper and it was great he was something at harvard right exactly i'm so glad y'all something about american story or i don't know i don't remember the name of it but it's about circumcision an american love story yes there you go i'm not sure what he loves maybe his long lost foreskin but <laughs> it is called American Love Story. That's why it was like a disconnect. It doesn't seem to work with what it's about, which is a very intense and complex takedown of circumcision. You know, yeah. You know, America has this fetish. I came here as a little boy. Yeah. The first thing they wanted to do to me was take my foreskin. The second thing they did is they took my tonsils. They did do that. Oh, they, they didn't did. get your foreskin at no, least, no, no, but they which love, I appreciate. Yeah, they love the tonsil thing. Right. They're always pulling out kids' they tonsils. They didn't get my tonsils. My mother wouldn't let them. I, hey. And I asked her, I asked her, I said, Mom, everybody's getting their tonsils out and they get ice cream. She says, I'm going to give you ice cream anyway. And I got a lot of sore throats, but she said, I don't think it's got anything to do with tonsils. They did have to put me in a straitjacket. Wow. 
in order for me to, to, to take me into the operating... Uh, That's a fetish. <laughs> I have a client who has a fetish for straight jackets. Latex straight jackets. They used to use ether. Wow, that was it ether? serious stuff. It, yeah, yeah, serious stuff. To put you out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it then also I, takes I, away a bunch of brain cells. Then I got ice cream. Okay. Afterwards. <laughs> to replace the brain cells and yeah. the tonsils. Anyway... Uh, back to you, Brady. Go do you ahead. have your tonsils? I do still have my throat balls. All right. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that's yeah, what they the throat are. Throat balls. You betcha. And what about, I hesitate to ask, but you're the one that sent the video, the foreskin. I, they got me when I was a wee babe. They did. Uh, Ooh, okay. This is going to trip you out. But this this is this trips a lot of people out when I tell them this. But I had a friend of mine that was very passionate about this topic back in the day, and there was an, a documentary that came out called American Circumcision, and so we went to go see that together in Austin. And oh. through the course of the documentary, they uh, show a circumcision being performed, like Ooh. a regular like surgery, bloody, and with the full audio and everything, you know. So. Um, they blurred parts out. Baby crying. But yeah, when I heard the baby cry, it triggered my memory of myself being Aww. circumcised. I <gasps> saw the room I was in. I, I, I remember being strapped to the table. I remember it being cold. I remember as soon as it started happening, I was angry at the doctor and thinking there's a giant woman in the other room of Valkyrie that's going to come in here and <laughs> kick wow. your butt, dude. Kick your ass, yeah. <laughs> and I was going to be like, rage you know like like what the fuck on the first day of life yeah it was wild that memory totally triggered and came back when i was in the theater it was nuts and a lot of guys were crying yeah but maybe good for you because you were traumatized by this this is a form of intense child abuse and it's so normal just goes to show what's normal isn't necessarily healthy. Well, also the doctors get a little extra payment for that because it's another procedure. Well, that's part of the normality. Right. <laughs> it fits right into the capitalism I, I system. For, I forget, but I used to know what, what how much they charged for that. But it was like, uh, okay, we got you out of the hole. and uh, A fair amount. Yeah, I yeah, think fair they amount. Charge, yeah, you know. yeah. And they kind of just do it as part of the system. Anyway, Brady, I guess I'm sorry to hear that, but you seem to be living a good no, life. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a witness to that and taking the time to watch that. And I think it it, it means a lot to me as, as a dude. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. I plan to just check it out very briefly. And it just engaged the hell out of me. I just really got into it. And I'm so grateful that... Max, when we got married, we had two rabbis, and one of them didn't even bring it up. The other one said, are you circumcised? And Max said, no. And he waited for a good minute while we sweated or we we were worried. (laughs) We were schwitzing. Like whores in a church. Then he said, that's okay. He said, it's okay. That, well, you know, the, 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 what I like about I converted to Judaism because you can talk directly to God. You don't need the priest or anybody in, in between. Right. And also, God is very flexible in the Jewish religion. 
Very well, it very, depends. Uh, well, you're yes. supposed to get circumcised. Well, you're supposed to, but the rabbi goes, eh. Right. <laughs> He'll be all right. He'll be all right. <laughs> so. We're all all right, and okay. we're happy to spread the word that, you know, whether you're circumcised or not as a father, don't do it to your kid. Okay, I know that's tough. You want your kid to look like you. And that, they get into that in this movie. But see this movie. That's what I should say. Because I don't have time to get into it because I want to hear Brady's fantasy. Yes, go ahead. Okay. All right. My okay. fantasy is current. You know, it, it used to be start a family, do the whole normal thing. At this point, I, I, I feel like I don't know what's going on with my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel to have kids I just don't know where the wife is and I feel like maybe I need to be in a better place and then once I'm in a better place and a little more stable she'll show up you know maybe but um mm-hmm. you know I mm-hmm. sex life is good like I, I finally got the um enthusiastic consent you were talking about oh um oh, congratulations it's unfulfilling you know? yeah it's great but um it's not spiritually fulfilling like it, it hmm. was fantastic and everything, but with the woman that said that she was asexual, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's not asexual anymore. No, her last boyfriend made she think made her think that she was no. And yes, people so, are using that term quite a bit these days. I think um, it just meant that she wasn't ready at the time, right? And that's totally cool. Okay. Um, one way of doing it. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, right now where I'm at in my life, what I'm, and this is something I thought about in the past was becoming a sperm donor. This is going to blow your mind. Wow. Um, and so, because I was on, I was on OkCupid, a dating site, and I had a lesbian couples approach me and say, hey, would you be interested, we don't want to date you, but like, would you be interested in being a sperm donor? We'd like you, like, you wouldn't have to pay for anything, like. You could decide to be part of his life or not. We don't care. We just want your genes. <laughs> All the procreation and, and none of the responsibility. Yeah, right? It Except like you don't know. Deal. You don't really yes. know. But it sounds like a sweet deal. I'm certainly not opposed to it. And you never know what happens in any deal. Oh, but I can speculate. So this is a long-term deal, though. I speculate there's a, karmic, a very heavy karmic price for having children. And that is the fate of those children, that you will encounter the fate of those children. Yeah, and you might be able to rise to that occasion, Brady. You and Rufio, I think, could rise to that oh, occasion. Absolutely. I think so. Well, it's too late for Rufio. He's been a little fixed. But um, No, no, no. no. What I mean nuts. is, if they want you to be, you could be in this child's life. Yes, exactly, which That's I life. find very cool some sort of uncle or something i feel like it like the perfect scenario honestly you know it's better than getting married Mm -hmm. infinitely the kid has two moms i call that a win-win yeah now here's why i didn't do it there's there's two reasons that i did not do it so far yes Uh, the first reason is uh one of the couples i just didn't trust raising any any kind oh well then that's good move that's responsible see and i didn't want that karmic weight i don't know it felt wrong in my soul and my heart right right i was like "Mm, not these and um uh the second reason there's another couple that was i mean they were so cool i trusted both of them 
Um, they really had it going on, and the reason that I didn't go through with it that time was last minute I was going to go meet them. We were going to have our first like meeting, and um, I thought about what happens if I meet a girl I really like, and she she finds out I have a lesbian family, <laughs> right? And she's just like, "Oh, this is too much. I can't handle it," you know. And I was like, "Oh God, well let's just let's just." let's just see what I can find these next couple of years before I start doing it. You know, let's, let's give these girls a shot. Okay. And sure enough, you know, I met two women who were very important to me. Oh. And I considered marrying very seriously. And both of those women, as much as I loved them, were very turned off by that idea. Right. Okay. Well, so, all of this happened in what period of time? Oh God. Two, three years. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, maybe you're not ready to do that. Although sperm gets old. So, if you want to do it, better to do it when you're younger. Ready to be a dad? Like, I, I'm such good dad material. You, you seem know? to like, be. Yeah. Fatherless yeah. people all the time. And it's just kind of like, man, if I really was a dad, like, I could really knock it out of the park, you know? I think so. Um, well, think give it a chance with the romance. But, yeah. See if that leads well, to anything. I think I did. I'm 36 years old. I gave the romance to chance. Oh, you know, that's like, not that old to I, us I, seniors over here. Well, it's time to You're get on the young side of middle aged. Definitely still and here's young. The way I see it. You could still be a dad. Here's, I, didn't tell you, I didn't tell you the scary part of this story. Uh -oh. There's an app. They made an app called Just a Baby. Uh oh. Just a baby. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. It's a dating app for people who want sperm donors. Wow. And it's full of people who have no business making children. Like, I hate to say it, but it's like, y'all, what y'all doing? This is crazy. You what know, you it's because of our Supreme Court and the Christianity of it, the hyper-religiosity of it, that we are fetishizing procreation as a society to the point that, as you say, people that have no business raising children all they want to do is have a child because it's become this fetish nowadays anyway we're going to get into that but i want to acknowledge some of the people in the chat because they are speaking passionately about circumcision k dot who had called us last week hey k dot you're cool we like you he says indignantly that's halaka I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I think it's halaka or halaka, halakha. What is it? It means forbidden. It forbidden, means taboo. Yeah. Taboo. Right. He says you aren't a Jew if you aren't circumcised. And of course, this is the traditional view. And I would say it's more than traditional. It's like the Jew view. The Jew view. <laughs> but at Jew, the Jew. same time... There are some exceptions that maybe K. Dot would not recognize, but Max is Jewish and not circumcised. Well, I mean, so there. The, 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 you know, there's some people that say you're not Jewish because you're not circumcised. Well, you know, uh, you're not very Jewish if you're doing stuff to these Palestinians. I think not. I think so, all those Zionists are not right. Jewish in my definition. That's correct. And I am a Jew for Palestine, and I really don't like my fellow Jews creating an apartheid 
and yeah. just exacerbating yeah, an apartheid. It's already there. I just want to add that I don't like people pretending they're Jewish and then doing terrible things and Correct. blaming it on good Jewish Correct. people like y'all. <laughs> but like George Santos, <laughs> he said he was Jewish. He's such a joke, though. He's like a parody of a Republican. They all lie, but he uh, lies like crazy. Yeah, they hide. They, they hide under the uh, the banner of religion and spiritual power, but then they do some dirty deeds and kind of give the whole thing a bad name, which I don't believe in. I want to address K. Dot really quickly because yeah. he's a cool guy, and I'm not against people and their religions and their practices that I may not agree with. I certainly don't agree with female circumcision, but I'm not going over there to Africa to stop people. But I do think female circumcision is wrong, and I think male circumcision isn't a whole lot different. That's my personal opinion, and I understand it offends people, and I apologize for that, and I respect your religion, but that is my opinion. D's Nuts says, what's the deal with circumcision and God? I like how he does the deal, because we are, of course, fuck the rich, FDR said that quickly is the price to get through the pearly gates your foreskin that is an interesting way to put it like it's a price you have to pay with your foreskin so when you go up there right i mean joseph went up there with the kid to the gates Ooh. and this guy came out and said uh, who are you as I'm, I'm joseph and this uh-huh. is uh, you know and he looks at the list and he said i'll see your name and Joseph says, "All right, we're out of here. Take the let's go. Let's go, kid." And so Jesus and him never got into heaven. Oh, <laughs> that Joseph. <laughs> that Joseph. Wow. Just shows you the list is bogus, created by a bot, probably. Anyway, back to you, Brady, and your fantasy. Your. Problem explanation to people of not having children. Yeah. The solution to people not yeah. having children, I think, is to have a more open society where men are free to be more gay and not yeah. judged for being gay. I agree. Men who I maybe aren't supposed to have kids could just link up and have a perfectly gay time. There's so you know, many men that would like to link up and have a perfectly gay time, well, Brady. Let me I tell you, I home. talk to so many who are in the closet. And most of them are pretty cool. They don't come down on gay people. But a few of them, and I try to gently school them in the bonobo way, a few of them are Republicans. And so they are voting basically for a system that uh, discriminates against gays, against trans, against anybody different than the procreative sex. But they're... Part of the problem, and I spoke about this with Hartley Pleshaw this morning when we were talking about why is there so many anti-gay bills by Ron DeSantis, the phony cafoni from Florida? Why is this uh, anti-drag queen uh, crusade, or as Hartley put it, jihad, so powerful? Who cares? It's not a big deal. There's not that many people doing drag queen stuff it's too high maintenance and and even if there was i mean really let people live uh, let them pursue happiness let them 
Let them have a, a life that they feel comfortable with. The bonobos are gay. Shakespeare had plenty of drag queens in almost every play. And so it's very much a part of natural life on this planet. Natural human life and natural bonobo life. Yeah, all the conservators need to watch Hedwig. Oh, yeah. Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the musical. Yeah, that'll bust them out of their shell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, musicals are great, musicals like that. That's an excellent recommendation. You got a lot of good artsy recommendations there, Brady. You're a pretty cool guy. You could get a guy, a girl, a guy-gal combo or whatever you want. But yeah, I also kind of am with you on the idea that fatherhood shouldn't be forced down so many men's throats, so to speak, when well, they'd rather have a nice penis in their throat. <laughs> that whole fatherhood thing is a disaster. And, uh, you know... Of course, bonobos, none of them know who the fathers are. They all know who the mothers are. But the bonobo males all act like the nicest uncles you could imagine because they don't know whose kid is whose. So they don't bother the kids and they actually help raise them. And I know this is like a really radical idea. And everybody's into the nuclear family, which I think is we should blow it like up. a nuclear bomb <laughs> in our society. So Brady, I'm with you. So, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I, I was probably the worst father ever uh, uh, in the universe. No comment. <laughs> no comment. And yet I have these children who went through all kinds of dramas and so forth. They're doing great. Yeah, they They're are. fine. You know, one is in Hollywood, working in Hollywood. Another one is a, some kind of medical technician. They all are yeah. doing very well. Yeah, and here's the thing. They're born and they love you. And they need you because they're like little puppies. They can't survive without your love. And then they grow a little older and then they get embarrassed by you. And they don't like you so much anymore. And then, as you get older, my age, then they start to love you again. Because soon you're going to transition. Right. <laughs> right. And they want to hear stories. They want to hear stories, but they also want your silverware. And your money. Yeah, yeah. any money Possibly. you have, your real estate, uh, your car. But your stories also. Yeah. And, and, and the stories. But boy, do they want to get their hands on all your little stuff. Yes. And they sue each other. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Constantly. Yes. Anyway, my kids are great. I was a lousy father, but I was a great father. And w one thing we have to remember. That's very Italian. Yeah. I was a lousy father, but I was a great, great father. father. Uh, very flexible. One thing we have to remember, that by the age of five, your kids have been... In, have been uh, what can we say? Uh, they're set. In, they're set. They've been indoctrinated. They're traumatized. They're either, they're either going to be wonderful kids or they're going to be a mess because you were a mess. So in my younger age, I wasn't a mess. I'm a mess now because I need a new leg, a new heart, you know, some new parts. But, uh, you know, so now all my kids love me and I love them. And they're doing great. 
and that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, Brady, are you still there? So I see he wrote uh, Covenant of Jacob. <laughs> K-Dot said the pronunciation was way off on that halacha. Oh, what halacha. is it? How did you not pay attention in Philadelphia Hebrew school? Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, I know. I did go to Philadelphia Hebrew school. And there, you really got us. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> not good with my Hebrew but, uh, pronunciation. For Maximilian, for your heart, I would just recommend some dandelion root tea. Roasted dandelion root tea as a... It tastes like chocolate and coffee, like a mixture of those two things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And mm. I, I'm well aware of all of this. You know, I've been, I used to be macrobiotic for years. I, uh, I, I never thought I'd get to my age, which is almost 80 in November. I'll be 80 years old. Uh, I never thought I got there because I took every drug I possibly could in my early life, except heroin. And uh, but everything else, uh, acid, mushrooms, I had all of that. And what really helped my heart is I lost 50 pounds. There you go. I lost 50 pounds, and now my heart is like uh, I want to say a Mercedes. It runs great and all that, but it's finicky. Right. So not quite a Ferrari. Right, not quite a Ferrari, which is even more of a problem to maintain and, and keep running. So, uh, but my doctor, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, so how long do I have to live? Should I get a coffin? And the doctor said, no, Max, uh, your problem is that you've had a really great life, fun life, and you've had too much fun. And I wouldn't buy a coffin yet. I would buy real estate because that'll go up in price. And you can always bury yourself there. <laughs> so, anyway. so Bay 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 Baby. says that Bonobo Way is the village raises the child. I know Hillary Clinton said that, but I think it's kind of true. Although the mother is mostly responsible, but the village is responsible. So K-Dot thinks that sounds like a failed society, a bonobo lifestyle for humans. That's nothing to advertise. Gross, he says. Boy, K-Dot, I don't call you gross. And you're circumcised. I didn't say you're gross. But one thing I will say is I'm not actually saying we should do everything bonobos do. Like, I don't say we should live in trees. Bonobos do. They actually live in trees they sleep in trees and i do think it's interesting to have respect for trees to maybe climb trees when you're young and have tree houses things like that but i don't think people should live in trees and i don't think people should have as indiscriminate sex as bonobos do and bonobos are different but i do think they are an inspiration not a blueprint an inspiration because they never murder and they never make war they make love and humans do not well I mean we do make some love but not enough in my opinion not enough to keep the planet going I mean these wars are going to be the death of the planet in addition to being the death of a lot of human beings 
So, we should move on, but Brady... Thank you. Thank you always. so much for joining us. And I know you're in the middle of your fantasy and your reality. And we wish the best for you. It's a process to figure out what you want to do here. But I'm glad you're exploring the dating world a little bit more before you become a sperm donor. But I think it's a worthy thing to be a sperm donor. If people want to have a kid and they can't do it, why not? Thanks to you guys, always. These shows are a fantastic way to wind down on a Saturday night. I I love them. Oh, thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Well, we're your wind down. Just consider us your toy. You wind up all day and then we wind you down for a night. We love you guys. So you can make love to someone you love, oh, even yeah. if that someone is you. We refer to you guys as more of a hot toddy. Or more of a hot toddy right before <laughs> Right before bed. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, good to talk so, with you, Brady. Sleep and well. Carry on. Carry on. Thank mm-hmm. you, Brady. Give a big kiss to Rufio. Look who's back. Leanne is back. The hey. winner of our Best Singing Award, the Susie Awards. And Leanne is back. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Max always likes to see Leanne. And many beautiful people are here in our chat. Pam and Jonathan and Hussein, a.k.a. K-Dot. Bert is contemplating why I say being gay. I'm not saying you have to be gay either. Bonobos are all bisexual. They really are. They're pansexual. And their Latin name is pan paniscus. I think that is how humans could be. But because of who we are and how we're raised, we're not. So we just need to understand the bonobo way because it's a better way than the war path. Speaking of which, yes. So right after my 2022 Sotsu address, you know what my Satsu address is. Like the Sotu is the state of the union. The Satsu is the state of the sexual union. Well, right after that, which was in the middle of February, like around Valentine's Day last year, well, everything changed. Why? Russia bombed Ukraine. And yes, now... America and most of Europe are at war with Russia in Ukraine, putting much of the world on a war path, which is the opposite of the bonobo way. I'm not talking about whose fault it is right now. (laughs) Okay, that's another discussion in a way. I'm talking about how it is the opposite of the bonobo way, which is the path of peace through pleasure. This is the path of war through war profiteering. And the bonobo way is also the path of good sex, of female empowerment, of male well-being. You hear that, me too? And sharing and caring and not murder and not war. So this war path, mapped out for us by the war profiteers within the military-industrial complex. It dominates our budget, our hearts, our minds, our YouTube channels. They 
terminate my sex positive channel my sexy lefty youtube channel and they keep up all these channels promoting the war well this war path dominates our budget our hearts and minds and some of our bodies and fantasies and it's not sexy ultimately i know it can seem sexy the phallic missiles but ultimately it's about death it's about thanatos not eros and that's one reason that the theme of our annual presentation at domcon 2022 was make kink not war be bonobo you don't have to be bonobo in every way brothers and sisters like i said if you want to get circumcised okay i think it's child abuse to do it to your kids but okay but don't be making war on other people's kids okay and be bonobo and so i did have to address that in my 2023 sotsu state of the sexual union address even though biden really didn't address that in his so too state of the union address funny and well-timed and good for social security and good for sticking it to the maggots as it was and it was a pretty good speech i will give joe that but he didn't talk about what it means to be at war what this is this expenditure of our budget and of course it's supported by most of the republicans as well as the democrats there isn't even a peace party anymore so let me ask you this you were talking about hillary clinton and the the village yeah uh the rock that we live on is the village and uh yeah and we teach uh, in school negotiations and this, and and here we are fighting over the last resources that the uh, that ma- mom, mother nature, has uh, has for us. So we teach the children well when we don't agree, or when we have conflict, we kill each other. Basically, that's yeah. the lesson. That's the lesson that we have brought up. I'm 80 years old. I have not known a time of no war. Yep. 80 years old, I have not known the time of no war and killing. That seemed like we backed off a little bit in the 70s, even though Jimmy Carter, who's one of my favorite presidents in my lifetime, well, he supported the Mujahideen against the Russians, which then created uh, Osama bin Laden and all of that mess. So, yeah, in a way, we're always at war. Sometimes it's a hot war. Sometimes it's, it's a, a cold, cold war. war. And the president that spoke about it most eloquently was a Republican. His name was Dwight D. D. Eisenhower. Eisenhower. And he warned us about the military-industrial complex. Of course, he was a member, and he profited from it. So it was a little bit do as I say, not as I do. But at least he said it. And he was an insider. Yeah. He was part of it. It's a military-industrial complex that is ruining 
ruining our societies, our culture, our environment. They're the, the biggest polluters there are. And, uh, and sharing that you can't share. Yes, and Cut the Pentagon says war dominates our language. Also, also, shoot hoops, slam dunk, dunk. killed it, bombed that, destroyed him or her. And yeah, and yes, it always does. But it does seem like this year, and this is why I addressed it in my satsu, it's been particularly intense because here we are on the verge of World War III, possibly. And lots of people are cheering it on. As I said, I'm not taking sides this time, or any time, really. I'm just anti-war, that's all. Brady says he's hosting an anti-war rally here in Texas. Here in Texas? Is he in Texas? Oh, I thought Brady was up north. Okay, cool, Brady. Texas. Not a rally, an anti-war party. I All like right. that. All right, I'll vote for you. Anti-war party. Party. That sounds good. So, cut the Pentagon is right, and also Leanne says hi Max, <laughs> and she capitalizes Max. Hi Leanne. And she says and Dr. Susie. Yeah, and Dr. Susie. Of yes, course. she yes. is sure to include her paramour's wife. <laughs> Because that is a good idea, Leanne. I agree. And I like you, too. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's have a bonobo handshake. <laughs> yeah. You know what a bonobo handshake is? Yes. All right. Well, if anybody out there would like to know what a bonobo handshake is, or if you'd like to tell us your fantasy or your dream or... Whether your state of the sexual union is good, bad, indifferent, or non-existent, of course, the union could be within yourself. It's not just union with others, although it is nice to unite with others. That is one of the great things about sex, the way we can do it with other people. But there's nothing wrong with doing it with yourself, and that is also great. That should not be put down. Just like being bisexual, being gay should not be put down, neither should masturbating. I believe that a lot of these incels would be happier if they felt that masturbation was not something shameful. We're all shamed for it. The people on the right say we're going to hell. The people on the left say, oh, you must be lonely or you're lazy. I'm Why aren't horny. you out I'm there horny. I'm horny. I'm horny. going to bars? I'm horny. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. Do it. Really. We've got so many things wrong in our current era. If you just want to pull the pud or polish the pearl, have yourself a ball. So, speaking of having a ball, I have a fantasy. And, yes, I kind of do this every year for the past three years. And, uh, actually, I did it years ago, too. But it is inspired by Dr. King's amazing I Have a Dream speech from 1963. And part of his dream was that one day we would judge each other 
not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character and that dream, which seemed like a pipe dream then. Well, it's here, except in many ways we've slid backward and even that dream has become a meme that is misused by the right wing. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I was ordering some uh, uh, something from the bar. Oh. The bar car. I see. Yes. You want to have a nice drink while you listen to I my fantasies? A, I, I want to have a nice drink. I want to relax. Right. I want to okay. hang out. Well, you all should do that. It's Saturday night. We need to hang out. You need to have a nice drink, relax, get warm if you can, yeah. please. Get under the covers and just snuggle up to someone you love if you're lucky enough to have someone you love with you or to your vibrator if you're lucky enough to have a vibrator anyway dr king's dream has inspired a lot of people and i'm one of them i'm just a sexologist but i would like to say i have a dream or perhaps considering that i am a sexologist and a sex positive sexologist a fantasy positive sexologist i should say i have a fantasy once again some of my fantasies are oldies but goodies that deserve a repetition from last year but some are new for this year you can figure out which are which but here we go. I have a fantasy that one day good, clean, consensual sex will not be considered dirty. That's right. I have a fantasy that one day we, the people, will be able to speak freely freedom of speech and honestly about our sexuality and our politics right or left or something else entirely without censorship of our voices or termination of our channels hello YouTube in the public squares of social media I have a fantasy, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners. I have a fantasy that one day we will value lust, L-U-S-T, over greed, G-R-E-E-D. That's right. I have a fantasy that one day we will value peace through pleasure over war for profit because that's what all these wars are good for somebody is profiting from them I have a fantasy that one day we will value sex education and therapy and science over ignorance and superstition and violent so-called patriotism and religiosity. 
I have a fantasy that one day a woman's genitals open or closed and her nipples hard or soft will not be considered obscene. Free the nipple, brothers and sisters. I have a fantasy that one day a man's genitals, soft or hard, will not be considered indecent. I have a fantasy that one day we will value dildos and vibrators and condoms more than guns and ammo and bump stocks and missiles and bombs. I have a fantasy that one day we'll value women's reproductive rights and all people that can get pregnant all of our reproductive rights more than forced breeding <coughs> forced breeding human trafficking also is what it is that's what it is brothers and sisters when they make you give birth and you don't want to that is a form of slavery. That was a very important aspect of the terrible, terrible history of slavery in this country was forced breeding. And it's making a comeback in a very, very different way, but still a way that harms the people. Still a way that harms the poor because the rich can always get abortions although yeah some of uh, the parents that have been pushing through this anti-abortion legislation have been hoping they will become grandparents or great-grandparents or whatever it's about on a personal level but on an impersonal level they just want people to feed the military and the jobs that nobody wants because forced breeding is also forced feeding of the mega machine with human beings. It's pretty evil. Yeah, and if you go downtown LA, you see the, the results of, uh, of capitalism on the streets of homeless people, thousands of homeless people. Yes, indeed, brothers and sisters. Hungry and amen and a women. Sick it is terrible. Yeah, you know, I have a dream too, Susie. A little dream. Okay, I'll hold mine because oh, I. Oh, you're still in the middle. Go, go, oh, go, yeah. go, 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 go. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I'm, I am positive. Okay. I don't want to. Sh you know. I'll get yeah. to yours. Don't throw any bottles. <laughs> Let's not get into a conflict. No. <laughs> Peace through pleasure. Yes. <laughs> I love you. And I have a fantasy that one day we won't discriminate against our fellow human beings because of their sexual orientation or gender identification. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't be this or that. I'm just saying don't discriminate against our fellow human beings because of their sexuality as long as it's consensual. I have a fantasy that one day the Me Too movement and all of us will see that male nurturance, 
male well-being is essential to female empowerment. It's the bonobo way. I have a fantasy that one day we'll value erotic recreation as much or more than sexual procreation in our world of bursting human overpopulation. I have a fantasy that one day we'll value sustainable eco-sexual alternatives over corporate con jobs with sexual come-ons. I have a fantasy that one day we'll value sexual humanity over the asexual, inhuman mega-machine and the bots, the artificial ignorance that parades as artificial intelligence. It's not. It hurts us. We should value our sexual humanity over the mega-machine. I have a fantasy that one day we will not just decriminalize sex work, although we certainly should do that, but also destigmatize it and subsidize it for the needy, because a lot of people need it. That doesn't mean anybody should be forced to do sex work for anybody. It's just that sex work should be subsidized, just like food and medical help. I have a fantasy that one day we will all really and truly love one another, body, mind, and soul. I have a fantasy that one day we will rejoice in sharing everything instead of capitalizing at each other's expense. I have a fantasy that one day this capitalocene will give way to the bonobo scene and we'll all practice the bonobo way of female empowerment, male well-being, sharing resources and peace through pleasure instead of acting like baboons. I could go on. I have many fantasies and some of them are more erotic than those. Those are really the political ones. But I do want to hear Max's fantasy. Well, well okay, so it's, 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 it's a way of, of living. Uh, you know, when yeah. we talk about the bonobos, we can't change everyone in the world like right. Putin and others. Uh, but, but in our own lives, we can change and become more peaceful. And you never know. You might change people that you expect would never change. If you change, you change. By accident. Yeah, well, like the way the block curse just made Susan Wojcicki resign. I mean, it's block magic, baby. But the way you live is the way you teach. Exactly. And, and you, you, you infect and affect all of those around you. You don't have to be in relationships that are violent. You don't. You, you must reject those kinds of relationships. You should. You should, right? So, Bonoboville and the idea of the bonobos can be in your household, in your extended family, sharing, caring. Um, yeah, baby. And being part of the village. Being part of the village, a sensible, 
peaceful part of the village because there's, there's a war right now against everything that I have lived for. In a way, yeah. Yeah, sure. And it, it's kind of depressing to me, but it kind of gives me new energy at my age to stand firm. Oh, we got to stand firm. You know, I'm very depressed, <laughs> I will tell you that, by my YouTube channel being terminated, no doubt. I was so depressed, I put the block curse on Susan Wojcicki, got rid of her, but my YouTube channel is still terminated, so hey, we got to do something about that. My fantasies are not always so friendly, right? I, there's some block magic there. So Neil Mohan, you better put my channel back up. He's YouTube's new chief uh, yeah. executive officer. I'm not going to curse him yet, but Adriana Bloom says, powerful speech. I'm sure she meant both of us. Nah. Right. And Brady Crow says, fuck yes. <laughs> That's right. FDR. And then he says, I tried the abstinence thing, and the only magical powers I got, the ability to find female jail guards attractive. Like, haha, <laughs> that's funny. Brilliant. That's going on the proxy party platform. All right, Brady, you can take my fantasies and put them on your platform. I'm just fine with that. Absolutely. Bring peace into your life. That's right. No, really, look. I've been doing this, I've been married to Dr. Susie for 30 years. Uh, my army gig was that I was on the firing range. And out of 12 targets that popped up, I took down 11 of them. What a sharpshooter. I was. Oh, I baby. Was. And as soon as I did that, I put my rifle down and I walked off the firing range. All right. And they came after me. And they said, where are you going? I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> you can't leave. You're in the army. No, no, no. I'm leaving. Why are you leaving? I just realized I could kill somebody. Well, you know, sometimes you yeah. don't know. Yeah. And when you realize, you got to stop. Yeah. Because otherwise... You stop. You're going to kill people. It's going to happen. They're going to make you do that. And nowadays, they have a lot of people killing in this very indirect way via bots, AI. But that artificial intelligence is artificial ignorance. And not only did it terminate my channel, but it will terminate your sense of well-being if you're one of those people operating a drone. I just don't think it's good for you. The only people that don't get the PTSD from doing stuff like that are people that are already pretty sociopathic. And sociopathic people do rather well in the military, to a point. But it is a problem within that organization, which takes so much of our tax dollars. Takes so much of us so much that could be put into our good lives hey listen I when I laid down that rifle my life became was all about peace I wasn't going to kill anyone I was going to have as much fun as I could and I was going to pursue happiness 
happiness because if you if you don't have that in your life then uh, life can be kind of hard right dr susie happiness to be happy to to feel good to to get to get to be my age and i'm about to close my eyes for the last time and i can laugh and smile happiness is great who doesn't like happiness it's the best thing but we don't always feel it i'm depressed myself quite a bit but here's what i try to always do because happiness is not a state of doing happiness is a state of being that if you don't feel it what are you going to do fake it i guess you could but you're still not feeling it but what you can do is something that's right there in the declaration of independence of all pieces of papers and that is the pursuit of happiness you can pursue it and that's what i keep doing i keep pursuing it i keep hoping i keep fantasizing i keep going on shows i keep doing my own show i keep trying out there brothers and sisters i keep doing sex therapy for my clients i keep having sex i keep having orgasms i keep keep at it despite my feelings of rejection dejection despondency this mega machine just it feels like it's eating me alive i tell you and it does steal my happiness but it can never steal my pursuit of happiness that's just kind of there and kind of driving me to wake up every day i guess and it's right there in the declaration of independence and we can't all be happy all the time but we can pursue happiness and there's different kinds of happiness of course corporate america has us all pursuing expensive happiness the kind of happiness that costs a lot of money and as you know if you listen to us we try to pursue the kind of happiness that costs as little as possible like a valentine's day under a hundred dollars at the market was just to, full of pleasures today i was at sam's and i was having kind of fun i was going down the aisle and going consume <laughs> consume now uh-oh <laughs> you could get in trouble for I that know, i know but wow. i wasn't i wasn't threatening anyone no but you're I, sort I, of igniting crazy people <laughs> but anyway i'm glad you got to express yourself yes. successfully and good for you consume that's what we're told to do consume. that's what we're told is the pursuit of happiness consume. and brothers and sisters let me just say you know this but I'll tell you, it's not. Consuming is not happiness. Happiness and pursuing happiness is just feelings and believing in what you're doing and little pleasures. Hugging. Oh, that's a big one. Mm. Hugging is pure pleasure. Putting your nose to the neck of the one you love. That feels good. And you smell so good. That's happiness. That's true. But you know what? If you don't have one to love, you do have yourself. And touching yourself can feel very good, too. Yeah. Sometimes even touching all kinds of parts of your body. And, of course, dressing up, right? That's right. what we talked about 
tonight, uh, this morning actually, with Hartley Pleshaw, how so many people are anti-drag queen because they really want to dress up. <laughs> it is fun. And I say this as someone that has had many, many pleasurable times dressing up. And yet it doesn't have to cost a lot, let me tell you. I don't spend hardly anything on each one of my fabulous outfits. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> Well, I just remember a story of when I was living in Montclair, New Jersey, back in the 50s. They used to come by and pick up the laundry, do the laundry. And um, so the laundry guy, I was a young kid, I mean, really young. He says, hey, you want to come? He had a truck, you know, and with Ooh. all the laundry in it. And he said, uh, Mickey, you want to you wanna come with me and do a route? So I thought, well, that's kind of exciting. So uh, we're doing the route, and suddenly he says to me, to the little kid, he says, oh, this is uh, Mrs. Smith's house. Oh, Mrs. Yeah. Smith. And you should smell her panties. Wow. <laughs> so that was his fetish. That was his fetish. <laughs> You know, and I grew up with people who, who told me these stories over the years, whether it was having breakfast when I was an actor with the hookers uh, every morning, and I would listen to their, their stories and their night's work. And I thought they were such great people to, to give pleasure to others. Ooh, yes. And I was a young kid, but I, I thought, wow, that's great. Hey, they made it into my list of fantasies. Yeah. That not only should it be decriminalized, but destigmatized. Right. And subsidized. We should have temple prostitutes, right? Bring them back. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'd go to temple. Yeah, me too. <laughs> temple every, every day. Religion is so much about channeling sexuality in it a non-sexual way except for procreation. It's really demoralizing. And that's who we have on the Supreme Court. So we definitely talked about that this morning. And well, brothers and sisters, we've had some setbacks this year, no doubt, when I assess the state of the sexual union and the sexual state of the union, the union that we're in, this America that many people want to have a civil war over, and a culture war, and a real war, and people run in with AR-15s. And we talked about that this morning on Active Radio. We talked about how so many of those people that walk into these supermarkets and massage parlors and schools and dance halls are men. Yeah, I know. Women are responsible for a lot of problems in this world. Hello, Margaret Thatcher. But at the same time, 
most of these guys, I would say 99%, they're guys. <laughs> and a lot of them are young, not all of them. Some of them are old guys, like the one that shot up the Monterey dance hall. But he was unrequited in love somehow. So a lot of them are suffering from sex problems. And they are ashamed to be suffering, too ashamed to go to a sex therapist, let me tell you. None of my clients are going around shooting anybody. So I don't think these people are going to a sex therapist. And if they are, it's a very bad sex therapist. Let's just say that. And this is why I am so passionate, other than because I enjoy it. I do. And so much depresses me now. But sex is fun. We had sex, what, yesterday morning? Yesterday morning. We did. And Six in the morning. It was surprise sex. It kind it, of surprised me, and then it surprised you. Surprised me, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those things where I was surprised because he, my friend... Was excited. Was very excited. <laughs> Yes, and, and said, you were very tired. And I was dead tired, and he says, come on, Max. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I... And that is the most important thing about a penis when you get to be almost in your eighth decade. We talked last week about how penises are getting bigger, which is interesting and kind of good, I mean, for size queens. No matter what size, they've always been very influential. Very influential. And it's true that they do seem to be accompanied by lower sperm counts and also lower potency in general, lower testosterone in men. So we're not sure how good it all is, but hey, we like that you guys are you know, when getting bigger. When your penis is talking to you and saying, hey, what's going on up there? I've been down here in the in the basement for a long time. That's the most important thing. Yeah. That makes you feel alive. But, 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 you know, the other night when that happened, I sent out a search party right. to make sure that it would be all right. Those would be your hands. That would be my hand. My hands crawled to the other side <laughs> of the bed. And then, right. You know, and they looked around, and then there was a little movement. Well, at first I was like, oh, oh I'm God. tired. <laughs> but then, well, hey. okay, you could touch me, yeah. but I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And then, oh, well, maybe I'm doing something. <laughs> I guess I'm really doing something. I really did some right. things, right? We did yeah. some right. major things, actually. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail. No, but, but when he finished, he said, you see? Right? He said to me. That's what he said. He said, you see? That was quite something. <laughs> we had quite the sex. And we, both of us were surprised. But just goes to show, the state of the sexual union can be surprisingly great, even into your eighth decade, right? And that is the most important thing for the penis, is to just be alive at that age. Yep. And, and, to be and, and sound of mind. Excited. <laughs> sound of mind. Well, we thought he was a little crazy at first. Like, why are you doing this? It's, yeah, it's five o'clock in the morning. morning. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, that was the kind of craziness that was great to I wonder how many catch on to. You know, he's my friend. He's been my friend ever since 
popped right. out into the world. He's my friend too. I wonder. I, I understand I, you're better friends with him, but I am well, also. Well, we're friend. older friends. Right, but yeah, we're older friends. I think he likes me, and I trust him because sometimes my mind says, "Hey, Max, wouldn't you like to do this?" And he says, "What are you talking about?" But he doesn't say that about me. No, 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 no. But you know, he's over the years. About other women. Uh, other women. He said, what are you talking about? Right. Calm down, Maxie. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then sometimes he's... I go for it, Maxie. <laughs> Hell-bent on entering places where it's he comfortable. He hasn't been... Right, and he hasn't been there for a while. <laughs> right. Well, he went in there, but of course he's been there many times. Yeah. And yet, I guess he hadn't been there in a little oh, while. the wetness. The, you, you, I just found out that the our mouth uh, are the same str- is the same temperature. This, no, the same as the uh, as the interior of the vagina. The structure. Uh, the structure of the inside. And, you know, and how it feels. Well, no wonder guys like getting blowjobs. I didn't know mm. that. I learned that. Well, see that. You can learn when you... Cleopatra knew that. She got her troops. She gave them all blowjobs before they went off to battle, and I guess they won for a little while, and then they lost. But she would put on lipstick. I'm not saying she invented lipstick, but she really popularized it Mm. in order to make it look more like the labia, like excited, aroused, pink, reddish labia and so yeah people have been using lipstick ever since and it's mostly women but guys like to use lipstick and yeah this is what a lot of those proud boys are jealous of when they disrupt a drag queen story hour you know we're running out of time yeah so if you have anything to say well it's too late it's a little late it's too late if you have a short thing to say uh, Call us. They never do. Come on. They they always go on and they go um and they go back and they want to give us the backstory. It's all about that. Love your passion, Doctor Susie says Persia and Abe is talking to Brady. I have superpowers. What is that about? Wow. Who has superpowers? I don't know. Our engineer of this train, the love train, Abe Creator, a.k.a. Unseen Abe, and Brady Crow are yapping about superpowers. Well, yeah. No, it's because basically Brady was talking about how he finds female jail guards attractive, and and that's his superpower. And I told him, oh, I, I have that superpower, too. Okay. Hey, female jail guards out there. I know we all about that. We think you're hot, you know, I, and we don't need superpowers to think you're hot. I spent two years in prison. Did you like the female jail guards? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well. Sorry, female jail guards. I oh, mean, well. there, there, you know, there's some, there's some hot-looking coppers, cops, though. The guys. Female cops. Oh, the female cops. Yeah, yeah, there's some hot ones out there. I will agree with that. That's right. I've seen them on their videos. You've, you've seen yeah. them, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Right. Some of them are mean. They're mean. Yeah. 
They're like dominatrixes. Yeah, they beat you. Although dominatrixes don't have guns. No. Maybe there's some female cops that are also doms part-time. Could be. Yes. Yes. Right. Well, listen. Whether you're male or female, if you're a cop, whatever you do, get comfortable with your sexuality and don't express sexual sadism on the street in your job. Okay, a lot of these cops do express sexual sadism. Not a good idea. You know, some people think that I'm anti-cop. I'm not anti-cop. No. Uh, Anti-bad cops. cops. Right, right. We have cops that are clients. We have friends that are cops. Right. But, yes, bad cops, sadistic cops. Cops that take their trauma out on the citizens citizens. instead of protecting and serving us. That's what we have the problem with. Brady says that's the power of abstinence, the power of finding female jail guards attractive. See, I don't know if that's really a power. He calls it a magical power, and Abe calls it a superpower. I must say that... I I call it just being desperate. I didn't find the the guards too attractive. But you were desperate. No, no, but I did find some of the wives and girlfriends that came to visit hot. Oh, yes. You could (laughs) masturbate later on carefully under sheets. And I remember when you used to come to visit me in prison. yes. The whole cell block was in an uproar. Oh, really? Who is that? Ah. Some of them knew who I was. Yeah, a lot but of... But some of them just thought I was... A lot of the guards Another knew hot mall. And a lot of the gangsters knew, knew who you were. Right. I used yeah. to dress up to go visit you. A yeah. little bit. Not too much. Yeah, yeah. They were I didn't show cleavage. No, no. You can't do that. No, but I think be. I got in trouble once for yeah, that. You yeah, you can No, no. They right. made me cover up. Yeah. So I didn't do that. Okay, we have eight minutes. Right, so. Eight minutes. My birthday is November 8th. Remember that? <laughs> Put that in your calendar. I'm going to be 80 years old. It's a long old. way away. Although, let me say, we aren't now showing your birthday show from 30 years ago. November 8th, 1992. And that show was called The New Voyeurism. And that is available free on drsusanblock.com slash new-voyeurism. And we're now showing another show from October 4th, 1992, which is Secret Love Affairs. And it's full of questions about affairs, as well as stories about having secret love affairs all around the country. We were on a hundred different radio stations at that time, including in the Bible Belt and New Jersey. The the buckle of the Bible. The the buckle buckle of the the Bible Belt and Florida and Philadelphia and all over the place. We were on radio. Hallelujah. Absolutely. We got so many interesting calls from people confessing to their mother confessor, that would be me, about their fantasies and their real life secret love affairs. Um, Men and women and trans people. You know, I remember you did a monologue one night 
on uh, on uh, the uh, independent uh, uh, network. Yeah, independent broadcasting right. network. Yeah. Interestingly, just let me add this. They did their own show. They had a flagship show on silver and gold, which they eventually got busted for, which is why that wonderful network kind of fell apart. Yeah. But... This morning when I was on WCAP, what do I hear but all these ads for gold, gold. and silver? Because it was illegal to own gold Ooh. then. But now... Now you can own it. So they yeah. have the same commercials <laughs> that <laughs> our guys got busted for. Right. It's amazing. And went to jail for How went things to prison. change, yes. Went to prison for They it. did, got their toupee yeah. taken away. Yeah, and his Something name was like Block. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sunny Block. I don't know why I kind of blocked Sunny that block. from my mind. Just talk of block magic. But yeah, Sunny Block. There's a lot of blocks out there. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. of them aren't directly related to me, but. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are blocking our show. I guess so. <laughs> Which yeah. is not good. No, not at all. Some of them might work for you too. Stop blocking Dr. Susan Block. Free speech. Yeah. Stop blocking speech. And free right. By the way, free speech is not free at all. Really. It's well, look free. at what we're paying for yeah, it. you got to pay Our for it. Our blood and sweat okay. and let some of my tears, I have to say. Let me ask, let me add one more thing. One of the reasons I'm poor is because we don't charge for our videos. Most of them, yeah, right. Most of them, you know. But if you like them, or even if you don't like them. You should make a donation. <laughs> make a little donation. Right. A dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Now, if you're really rich, you know, then... Uh, you give us a house. Give us a property where we can carry on as Bonoboville. And, uh, yeah. And then you'll or be... something. You'll be happy. We'll be happy. Right. And, you know, even though I'm a poor man... I'm probably the richest poor man in the world. I love what I do. I love what I do. And we've been loving it as married people for 30 years. Right, we loved right. it before that, actually. We have older shows that we have to pull out of the archives. But this check one. out this one, Secret Love Affairs, from October 4th, 1992, drsusanblock.com slash secret-love-affairs and if you want to talk about your secret love affair whether you're considering having one whether your spouse is having one on you are you a cuckold are you fantasizing about having one or are you fantasizing about your spouse your hot wife cheating on you are you fantasizing about being a cuckold you can give us a call at the dr susan block institute and talk to one of our therapists without borders possibly me the number is 213-291-9497 that's 213-291-9497 operators are lying by that's lounging Lounging. We don't have anybody standing. We're by. not actually lying. We actually are truth tellers. Right. Although we also fantasize. Yeah, some fantasies. Anyway, there's Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Goodbye, Pam. Goodbye, Leanne. Goodbye, Brady. Hello, Jonathan. Goodbye, Jonathan. <laughs> and uh, 
Fahim. 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 Goodbye. Maybe Fahim. Fahim. Adriana, Ruby, Persia, Wally. Bert. And me, there I am, Susan. Okay. Chris, Chris, yeah, you just showed up. The show's over. <laughs> but hey, come back next week or go to fdrradio.com and you can hear dozens of shows. Uh, the truth well told is the way I can put it. Yes. The truth well told because we've been lied to. We've been lied to. But you know everybody says that. What? That we've been lied to. Well, that, that's important that everybody says it. But they don't all tell the truth. But right. We do. Well, we try to tell the truth well told. As well as we can tell as it. As well as we can. The truth is... Sometimes like, you know, it's a bitter pill. Yeah, it's a bitter, bitter pill. Right. Speaking of which, our hearts go out to our compatriots in East Palestine. Yeah. Or Palestine. In fact, our hearts go out to our compatriots in Palestine as well as East Palestine. And everyone who is suffering from oppression, whether it's apartheid from Zionist or smoke from corporations... It's very oppressive, and it appears to be getting worse. But we still have our sexuality and our solidarity, and we need to exercise it and get together in person if possible, but if not, on the Internet. And we need to be good to each other. And we have to watch out for people who are kind of evil. Ooh. Because there are those people out there. And Google had that phrase, don't be evil, but look at the evil that they have done. Correct. Censoring our channel and so many others, so many voices, so many lives. And then trying to enslave us to machines that are dumber than dumb. The mega machine before it dies, as it will eventually die. It's not going to make it. It is stomping on us and chomping us like a big dinosaur made of metal. Maybe like Tyrannosaurus Rex, whose arms are too short to masturbate. So he's very angry. And that's how the mega machine kind of is, like relentless and ruthless, because it's not human. It's not human. It doesn't experience the pleasure the sublime ecstasy of living and the agony of living that gives us compassion. That's right, brothers and sisters. I tell you, I wouldn't wish getting your channel of 15 years terminated on anybody, but it does teach you some lessons. So, And they're not just doing it to us. We understand they're doing it. They're trying to silence a lot of But let me give you some good news. Uh, They have a lot of soldiers on their side. The people that work there, who have no problem for $40,000, $50,000, $60,000, $100,000 a year to take away my rights. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you will lie in bed as you're dying, and people will look at you and go, Aha! You were a censor. Is this the Lubkowitz curse? Oh, I don't know, no, 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 no. Well, I will add to it the block <laughs> curse so that they will all remember. We love you their all. censoring ways as they lay dying. Celebrate. Start your own Bonoboville. If you are a censor, resign. Resign. You are censors. You are. Problem is, so much of the censorship is done by bots and they uh, don't resign. Yeah, but the bots, there's humans behind those bots. And shame on you for trying to take away my rights. Yes, because you know why the bots are being used? Because they're cheap. Cheap. They're cheaper than hiring human beings. Yes. And we have to stop being so cheap, brothers and sisters. Human beings should be in the street, under the tunnels. They are they the... They shouldn't be. Yeah. When, <laughs> they are the waste of the industrial military complex. Right. Yeah. They are the waste. The industrial military complex. And more complex. and more of us human beings are becoming waste. Yes. Right? Yep. So, through war, through trying to get rid of so-called entitlements so that you can spend money ah, on war. Speaking of entitlements, uh, what's his name? Ralph Nader just went after... Uh, I love Ralph Nader. Yeah, Elon Musk. Oh, good. Did you hear about that? No. Okay. So, I didn't know this and I, I thought they had money. That the government funded... A lot of Tesla. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew that. No, I didn't know that because I'm an idiot. Oh, Elon is always getting handouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows that. Really? He's, yeah. gotten, he's gotten a lot of... Uh, a lot of handouts. Uh, handouts and loans and things yeah. to build electrical infrastructure. That's kind of been the All news right. for a couple so of years. So, there's where your socialism is. I guess I got to resign because I'm an idiot. I didn't know that. <laughs> Elon Musk is a socialist for himself. Right. He's he takes all the government money he can, can get. get. <laughs> right. So does the military industrial complex. Yes. Uh, and then you don't want to give some money to a poor woman who didn't want to have the child. Right. And, and had the, the child. And now child. you call her a welfare queen. Queen. And you want to put her in prison. Because she doesn't have a job. How disgraceful. It is. How disgraceful. How, what kind of society is that? Don't we want to live in a good and fair... And healthy. Bonobo society. Yeah. So, you do it on your own. You can do it at home. So let's turn Become the capital O scene into the bonobo scene. Absolutely. That's right. All right, brothers and sisters, go. we got to go. So be good. Be happy. Or at least pursue happiness. Pursue Even happiness. if you can't be happy at the moment, don't blame others and don't yeah. grab an AR-15 and go after others because of your unhappiness. Just and you don't have to change the world. Work on it. Pursue happiness. You change yourself, you change the world. You change your world. So, make like bonobos, not baboons. Make kink, not war. Make love, not war. Make love to someone you love tonight. 
even if that someone is you. I love you. I love you too. And that, brothers and sisters, is the state of the sexual union. Hallelujah. Bye-bye. Amen and a winning and a bonobo. Need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else? You can talk to us. I'm Dr. Susan Block, your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience, or a combination. My world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role-play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.